kind of hate to even get up here and talk because the presence of the Lord and the deep things that he's doing is so great. He, he's doing a mighty work and, you know, he doesn't take lightly of when he speaks and we obey. For all the ones who knew that he wanted to meet you, and you were holding back, thank God for his great mercy and his grace that he gives us. Because he knows when we're hesitant, he knows all those things. But sometimes he calls us to do them afraid. We all feel fear. That's a, that's a given. It's in the world. You know, it comes from the enemy, and he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. He knows when we feel fearful. And that's not, the, that's not sin, to feel it is what you do with it. Do you allow it to overtake you and control you? That's when it becomes something other than what he will mean for it to do. He will use it to propel you and to move you forward if you let it. The enemy will take it to keep you right where you are and to go backwards. And so God done some great things tonight. And, I, if, and if you know that, then you write them down. I tell you, you write some things down because we think when we experience God in such a measure, we will never forget it. But we will. We will. Because something else will happen tomorrow, and then something else the next day, and the next day, and that will slowly fade off. So when you know that God has done something for you, write it down. That way you can encourage yourself and remind yourself. See this notebook? This is... I think notebook number three or four. Because if it hadn't been for me to be able to look back and remind myself of the faithfulness of God, of what he said, and say, Lord, this is what you say, and I believe you. With tears running down my face, when my eyes couldn't see it, I couldn't feel it, and my circumstances sure didn't say it. But I chose to say, Lord, this is what you said on this day at this year and I still believe you I still believe you there's many times through this journal that I'll write my prayers and just whatever it is and there's times where there's there's words of prophecy in here that God's given me and I'll I, I sometimes laugh when I go back and look over the years of these books and think Lord <laughs> you know I said I believed you then and I still believe you now. Even though some things may not have moved, I have seen movement in some areas. And I'm going to thank you that you're going to follow up with the rest of them. And I didn't care if I got up here and said a word. Because nobody can minister and do what he was doing up here. And I'm very grateful and thankful for that. I'm thankful for the praise team. I'm thankful that they're led of the spirit and when God's moving in one place they don't just stand up here waiting for somebody to tell them what else to do but they're flowing with the Holy Spirit and it continues to allow the freedom for others to move in the Holy Spirit too and so I'm just gonna I've been praying about this and meditating on what the Lord wanted me to say and so I'm just gonna say what he gave me and if it's for you take it and run with it if it's not then put it on the shelf because you might need it later. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for already meeting us here, Lord. We thank you that you meet us right where we're at. You don't expect us to be any other, where, any other place than where we are and truthfully know where we are. 
So we thank you for meeting us. We thank you, Lord God, for preparing our hearts to hear the word that you want to speak, Lord. I pray that my mind would be clear, that my words would be clear, Lord God, that I would speak what you say and not what I say and not what I think, Lord God, because you know what each one of us need, and you're here to meet it and equip us for what we need when we leave this place. So we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as I was looking at this, if I had to title it, it would be titled, Are You a Fighter or a Flatter? Are you a fighter? Do you dig in? Do you fight for what God tells you? Do you continue to stand and fight for the position that he's put you in? Or do you take flight? So are you a fighter or flatter? And I think, for the most part, all of us would like to think that we're fighters because we love God and we believe him. And there's sometimes where, you know, we find ourselves retreating and taking flight because of uncertainty, because we start looking at our ability or our lack of ability of what we think we can do versus what he says he will do. And so, you know, the enemy in John 844 it tells us that he is the father of all lies that there's no truth in him whatsoever and you know I wrote this down because the Lord gave this to me a while back and at this time the enemy had been trying to minister to me you know the Holy Spirit ministers to us but the enemy also will try to minister to us he ministers through our emotions <clears throat> through our flesh of our senses of what we see and what we feel and what we think. But the Holy Spirit, he moves in a different way, and he, he speaks truth to us that resonates with our spirit and that we have to purposely choose what he says to believe him. So, you know, the enemy, <clears throat> he tried to minister to me at this time, and I'm sure he does to you, and say, well, because nothing great is happening. You know, God's called you. He's anointed each and every one of you. And sometimes we can think because nothing seemingly great or big or movement is happening that it's because of us, because we're flawed or there's nothing great in me. So it's because of me something's not working out right. And because I'm not great. So he had me, you know, for a minute feeling bad about that. I said, that's true. I mean, I can't deny that. That's true. You know, he was ministering to my feelings of what I already knew to be true, that, yeah, there's nothing great in me about me except him. <laughs> Gina's giving me the no, look over there. But, you know, and we all, we all go through and feel that at moments because it ministers to our feelings and to our, our emotions of what we feel, our insecurities that we have about ourselves. And so for a minute, he had me feeling bad about it. And I ain't going to lie. You know, nothing seemingly great sometimes happens when he calls you to step out and to obey him like he did tonight. He called you and said, meet me here. I'll meet you. But if you didn't feel it, you can walk away feeling defeated and say, well, God didn't do it. That's not true. If he said it, he done it. He met you here even if what he said, you don't feel it with goosebumps. If you don't feel it with your senses. He done a work, and if you'll keep trusting him, it will manifest later on. It will, because if he says it, he'll do it. And so, you know, some, nothing seemingly great has happened in some of these areas that the Lord had put me in, you know, and, and women's ministry and just, 
in marriage and business, you know, and everyday life things. We all have things that our hand is put to, even if it's to be a, a housewife and a mother at home. Sometimes we feel like a failure, you know, because it just is hard. And so, you know, he had been telling me all these things, and, you know, it was hard and dark through that season. And it, it, I allowed my mind to become that playground by it ministering to my feelings about what I thought about myself to say, yeah, that's true, you know, because I'm not seeing any movement with my natural eyes, then nothing must be happening. And that's a lie. That's a lie. You know, and so it had brought up some old emotions in me, some old insecurities, and that's what he plays on. He plays on those things because that's how he gets us to move out of our faith and trust in God with unbelief. And so they try to rise up from the dead sometimes. And I got to thinking about that as the Holy Spirit, you know, got to revealing those things for me, that these were old dead things. And do I want a dead man attached to me following me around? No, I do not. I don't want any part of that old dead person of who I was, of the insecurities, of my shortcomings following me around. And so when I got to, to realizing that, and God said, do you want those things? They've passed away. I don't even remember what you're talking about. So don't make them become alive again. Don't breathe life into those things again, because you're the only one that can by our thoughts our thoughts by rolling them over and over in our mind breed life to them to the lies of the enemy and before long they're coming out our mouth what well, comes through our mind comes out our mouth and then our actions start following it and so I thought no mm -mm. I don't choose to do that and so he told me okay that's how you allow those things to come back and I, I played a, a scene in my mind, if you can't imagine, you know, um, rolling something over in your mind back and forth of saying, no, this is what God says in, this, in me. When uh, we went on a, it's been years ago now with Ricky and Teresa, we went on a cruise, and Ricky was walking out in the water on this rock shelf, and the water was about knee deep. And then all of a sudden, these waves started rolling in and hitting him. It hit all of us, but he fell down. And then he was rolling back and forth, back and forth as the waves came and they went. They came and they went. And he couldn't get up by itself, you know, because they were so strong. And that is the picture of what the Lord brought back to my mind to think about, that that's what happens. You know, they just start out barely hitting you. The waves were, they weren't that rough. They weren't that strong. But they get stronger and stronger the more that we continue to allow them to roll over in our mind and think about them. It breathes life to them, and they get stronger. And before long, they'll get you down, and you can't get back up. You, you can't get back up unless you have help. And God is our help, but he also puts people around us to help us. What do we do with the lifelines that he gives us? We can accept them. We can take the hand that, that God extends to us, or we can reject them or cut them loose. And so, you know, and God wants us to know that sometimes we do get knocked down, but it's okay. Don't stay down. It's okay if you need help getting back up. 
ask for help to get back up. It's when we let that shame of those things keep us in that place that we don't recover from, that they slowly cut us away, away from the very help that God wants us to receive. And so I started telling the Lord during this season of my life, I started to tell him, no, I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm going to believe what God says because his word tells us at the entrance of his word brings light. So as we remind ourselves what God says right here and what he tells us personally, it brings entrance of light into those dark places. You know, I'm a practical person, and I like to have practical ways. When God tells me to do something, I want a practical way that I can apply it and walk in it. And so I know none of you may need that, but I do. And so I ask God to give me practical ways. And so the little scenario with the waves coming back and forth, those are practical ways that I can see that, okay, I can see how that would happen. And so this is all what this is tonight. It's about being practical in some areas and the things that God is calling us out to, you know. And what the Lord's doing, he's trying to shift me to another place. So that's what I'm going to do. So we're going to leave that right there. We're going to leave it at, at the entrance of God's word. It brings light. And when light shines in the darkness, one or two things happens. What is it? Either you come out or you hide. One or the other. Those are the things of what happens. And so, as those things happen, we're going to shift gears here. And um, he wants to know, he wants to ask you a question. We all seem to you know, have a relationship with the Lord, and we, we, we know and understand these things. They're practical things. Are you expecting something for nothing? Are you expect, do we expect something for nothing? Did we want God to minister to us tonight? Did we expect him to? But did we want to come down here and receive it? So that's expecting something for nothing. And, you know, the Lord gave me a practical way of understanding this, too. On Christmas morning, I woke up with a migraine. And Chad and Dustin, they were going on a hunting trip, and they were leaving at midnight that night. So I woke up, you know, we still got to finish packing for him and wanted it to be a good day, you know, to spend time with him. And, but as we sat at the table drinking our coffee my head started hurting worse and worse and he could see it and he's like you got a headache I was like yeah and so we prayed and so with the migraine if you've ever had one most of the time you end up getting sick you go throw up and most of the time it's okay you throw up you're good and you go about your day well the last one I had it wasn't like that I was sick then I still couldn't move, but it still hurt so bad. So I ended up throwing, out, throwing up throughout the day, and it still didn't get any better until about 6 o'clock that evening before I could finally even open my eyes or move. And so I was thinking, mm-mm, 
mm-mm, I don't want a repeat of this day. And so, Lord, I'm going to take you at your word that by your stripes I'm healed. Did I feel healed in that moment? No, I didn't. But I know that you offered it to me, and so we're believing it together. So I'm going to go in here, and I'm going to throw up. I said, and when I got done throwing up, I had relief, and I was able to function throughout that day. And so that's when the Lord said, do we expect something for nothing? Does anybody like to throw up? No. And I'm like, Lord, what a topic for you want me to stand up here and talk about. Nobody wants to stand up here and talk about this type of stuff. But it's not nice. It's not a pretty thing. Nobody likes to do it. It's something you dread most of the time of doing, you know. But it brought to the point that I had to do something I did not want to do, that I kept pushing it back and resisting it, but and because it was unpleasant and it's gross and yuck, but it's what I needed to do. See the parallel there? I didn't want to. It was gross, and I didn't want to do it. Nobody likes to do it. It was, ugh. But I had to do it to get the benefit of what I needed. And sometimes God asked us to do those things that are hard that we don't want to do, and we keep resisting them because we're like, no, I just don't want to do that, and I'm going to wait as long as possible not to. But if we'll go ahead and do the things that he leads us to do or that he tells us to do that he's leading us into, we will get the benefit of obeying. And so... <clears throat> Since I thought that this was kind of something that the Lord would bring us into a new year with this, this topic and this scenario here, you know, of, of areas that we truly desire and we need change, but we don't want to do what it requires. Are we expecting something for nothing? Are we wanting God to do something with no cost to us, with no obedience on our part, of no sacrifice on our part, and I know a lot of times people are fast, and I'm not talking about that. If he tells you to, then yeah, do it. Nobody wants to surely do that either, you know. Um, but it's the things that are required of us. And then we get upset with God when we've been asking and asking and asking him to do it, to give us something, but we're not willing to do nothing. And so that's where he's brought us to today that, you know, he draws us and he speaks to us just like he did tonight. And then we finally, it's, it's up to us. We have a free will choice if we step out and we obey, even when we don't feel like we can. He doesn't ask you if you can. He just tells you to do it. And when you do, he'll meet you there. He'll supply what you need. He'll supply the courage to get up and do what, you, what he tells you to do, the anointing, whatever it is. The thing is that we have to stop expecting something for nothing. And it requires things that make us uncomfortable. And it requires us not knowing any details. It requires faith in what he says. That's why in like tonight, I encourage you to write it down. Because once you leave out of here, you're going to forget that. Because then it's going to be hard. And you're going to say, I ain't doing that. I don't want to do that. But if you'll write it down, 
You can go back and say, I'm going to do it, Lord, at your word, because you said so. I'm going to expect, and I can have the things that you say I can. I can expect them from you, and you expect me to. But not if I won't do what you ask me to do. And so, that's, you know, he sets before us to receive what we need and what he desires to give us, but we still have to be a partaker in that, to take the step, to do what he asks us to do. And when we do, he meets us. He provides the strength. It's up to him. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. You know, God moved because we invited him here and we gave him liberty to do so. It wasn't contingent on any one of us. It wasn't contingent on Brother Scott and Sister Kathy. We want them to be here. I sure want them to be here because then I don't have to worry about trying to follow the Lord and think, oh, my gosh, is it, you know, time, what do I need to do? You know, it's easier for him to do it because I don't have to. <laughs> and a lot of times that's the things that God says, you do it. I'm like, I can't do that, you know. So the question is, are you expecting something for nothing? And it's not just in our asking to receive something from, for ourselves. Are we expecting something in our marriages without doing anything? Of, what does the word say about obeying the word? Are we expecting some things in our friendships, but yet we're not willing to make the call? to invite them over to encourage them or you know it says if we're to have friends we're to show ourselves friendly well they don't ever talk to me are we expecting something for nothing if we're not willing to reach out and you know nobody ever calls me to do anything well do I call anybody to do anything that's expecting something for nothing and so it goes in every area of anointing of the knowledge of the word of God it are you expecting something you want to know the word and you're asking god god let me know your word but are you picking it up and read it just pick it up and read it even if you don't understand it that's up to him he will do his part then you can expect something because you opened the book and you read it then you can expect that he'll reveal it to you and it's that in every facet of our life prayers are we expecting answers to prayers? But are we praying them or are we getting somebody else to pray them? Are we joining faith with people of light, precious faith, believing what God says, no matter what it looks like? Are you praying them? You can't expect answers if you're not praying. You know, these are just some little things that God dropped in my heart. And it all had to do about growing up. Who would have thought, you know? And so it leads me to the end of when we do those things, restoration is something if, you know, if you've all restored a house or you had to tear out something, it takes a tearing out before you can get a new, a rebuild. If you remodel, you have to tear out some things of the old, of the things that's not useful anymore, the things you don't want to get the new. And so as we start stepping out it's like a restoration some things of us the flesh is tore out it's the flesh decreasing like brother scott taught uh wednesday or the wednesday before the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak 
those things that he tears out of us, pride, of those type of things will lead to restoration. He will reestablish. He will put back better than it was before. And it equals transformation. But it requires something. It requires obedience. Obedience of when we ask him of actually doing it. And not doing it according to our own strength and according to our own way. But Lord, believe me, there's many times, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. He says, that's okay, but I do. I said, yes, you do. So that's why I say yes, Lord, to whatever he's asked me to do. He's, op- he's, he's moving me in some different places and areas, and I don't know what I'm doing in them. But it's okay. If he wants me to know the details, he'll tell me. Because I know he's faithful and he's trustworthy to do what he says. And if he leads me to something, then he'll make sure that he meets me there to provide it. May not be how I thought, because it requires something from me. Because I want him to do it for nothing. I don't want it to cost me anything. I don't want me to be uncomfortable. I don't want me to be stretched. I don't want to have to walk by faith and not by sight. It costs something of me. And obedience is the key. You know, the word tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. And we know that it is. But I have often found that most of the time we sacrifice something in order to obey. We sacrifice what we want, our pride, our time, our money, whatever it may be that God's asking you to do. Most of the time we sacrifice something to obey God. And it's not grudgingly, but it's excitedly because he shows up and meets me. That's why we do it, to watch him show up and do what he does, to set people free, to speak a word to them because they're barely holding on and he knows what they need to hear. But if I didn't show up and he was choosing to use me in that moment, guess what? They may not have gotten what they needed. And they may not get what they need if you don't show up to the things that God is asking and requiring of you. And so, sacrifice isn't easy, but it's worth it. And so I just, that's what the Lord, I feel like, wanted to say tonight. You take what God done for you, and you remember the things that God has told you, and you call it to remembrance and say, Lord, this is what you said. I believe you. And when I don't see it, There's been many days that all I could do is say, this is what you said. And then I zipped my lips because faith doesn't want to come out. What I see and what I feel wants to come out. So all I say is, this is what you said. And I tell him back what he says. I tell him back what he says out of here. And then I zip my lips because I don't want to pluck up the seed that I have sown in faith at believing him at his word. I don't want to have to keep going back around the same mountains because I keep going back and plucking up the seed and I never get a harvest with my words. And as we do those things, as we sacrifice the flesh of things, then the flesh starts decreasing and the spirit starts increasing. And that's where he's taking us and we have the free will choice to go. That's the thing. We all have the free will choice to say, yes, Lord, here am I. 
And we all have the choice to say, no, that's too scary. That's too hard. And walk away. And when we do, we can't expect something of what God says for nothing. It requires our faith, not by our works, it's not by our might, nor by our power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And the Lord gives us direction, he speaks to us, and he expects us to obey. Then he will show up, even if we think we made an utter mess out of it. Just follow what he says, and he'll take care of the rest. Even if it doesn't look like what you think it should have. Even if it looked like a flop. He can still take a mess and make a message. You know? And so he wants you to be encouraged tonight that he sees you. He knows exactly where you're at. And to have hope that if you faint not, you will reap those things. So don't expect something for nothing. But to be determined in your heart, okay, God, this is what you said, and I'm going to walk and even run toward it. And I'm expecting you to meet me there. And he will. He won't disappoint. So I feel that's what the Lord wanted, and I'm thankful for all of you who showed up and uh, to praise the Lord and to worship him. And so we're going to be dismissed. If anyone has an offering, if I can just maybe get William uh, to stand up the door, you can put it, put it through as you go out. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. We thank you for meeting us right where we're at and to remind us, Lord, that you have things for us if we will just step out and find out at your leading, Lord, not by ours. We can't make the plans and say, okay, Lord, bless it. That's not how it works because that wants, that's making us want something for nothing. So, Lord, you reveal in deeper depths to each of us of what those things are to us individually, Lord. And let us determine that we're going to follow after you and obey you. Lord, we thank you. Let everyone get home safely tonight, Lord. Have traveling grace and mercy, Father. And we give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.